bow our heads in prayer. Lord, we are so thankful to spend a few moments here in your presence. Grant that the meditations of our hearts during this time and the words of my mouth would be pleasing to you. In your name we pray. Amen. When, uh, back in 2014, we had the call to Germany, I was nervous. I really had a, a hard time making a decision. I was worrying about being that far away from family. Worried about leaving the church we've been at for 13 years. Worried about our kids and our grandkids if we were across the ocean. In the middle of that process, or really towards the end of it, I, I was praying about it and I got a text from our son John, who at that time was living in Indonesia with his wife, Dora. And he told me a story about Dora that he thought would help. Tex said, you know, Dad, um, before Dora and I met, she was in charge of the Sunday school at her church in Jakarta. And an opportunity came for her to go to China for two years to learn believe it was Mandarin, so that then she could come back and teach Mandarin in Indonesia. Dora is of Chinese descent. And Don wrote, he said, Dora had a hard time making the decision to go because she felt responsible for the Sunday school. And what would happen to the children if she left? Would, would someone else step up and volunteer to, to take her place and take care of the Sunday school. And, and John said, because of that, she almost didn't go. But then she came to the conclusion that this was what God wanted her to do, and so she went to China. Well, Dad, the Sunday school was fine. Somebody else did step up. And you know, it's because she went to China that she and I met. And now you have a grandson named Kellen. So what John was telling me was, Dad, quit worrying. It's going to be okay. Whether you go or leave, Germany's going to be fine, Flower Mountain's going to be fine, and we're going to be fine. Makes you wonder why we worry so much, doesn't it? Where, where does that insecurity in us come from? Well, the simple answer, the, the children's message answer, which happens to be true, is that we're sinners. And it's because we're sinners is one of the reasons why, why Jesus compares us so often in Scripture to sheep. Now, I know sheep are fluffy, cuddly animals, but don't take it as too much of a compliment. They are extremely dumb. 
Okay. They're skittish, easily frightened, probably among the most defenseless of animals that there are. You put them in a pen that's new, you have to show them where the water and the food are or they'll never find it. They wander off and they'll never find their way back on their own. Sheep are by nature insecure animals. That's us. Left to ourselves, we will always feel insecure. See, we may pretend we're not. You know, a lot of us put on that show, how are things? I'm fine. Everything okay? Yes, I'm fine. But very often that bravado is nothing more than a mask. A lie we tell others and we tell ourselves to cover the fact that we can't handle it. And the truth is that there are lots of things in life that tear those masks away, that expose that lie to you and me, getting, getting fired from a job, getting... The young man stood in my office crying, been a tough guy, until his wife told him she wanted a divorce. And then the mask was gone. Or having someone you love die, or finding out that you have cancer, all those things and others can, can tear the mask away and expose our insecurity. How many of you are just a little bit worried about America right now? About the economy. Maybe wondering what's the next bad thing that's going to happen. What's the next crisis that will come our way? Will this pandemic ever end? My My friends, worry is the natural result, the natural fruit of you and I trying to handle life on our own and coming up against the fact that we can't. Thank God we're not our own. You know, that's, that's the other message here, you know, that, that's really the heart of the message of today's text from, from Micah is that we have a shepherd. That's the answer, isn't it, to this week's week's answer to the question, what child is this? Well, Jesus is our shepherd. Now, Micah Micah writes to the people of Israel at a, a very dangerous time in their history. Sennacherib and the armies of Assyria have come south and they've destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel. They've flattened the towns of Judah, and now they've turned their sights on the prize on the city of Jerusalem, and Sennacherib and the Assyrians are coming, and it's in that context that Micah writes his prophecy, and it's in that context that Micah writes the words of our text today. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, 
who are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you will come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth, and the rest of his brothers return to join to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. That's Jesus he's talking about. Jesus is the one promised. And in Jesus, God provides a security for us found nowhere else. First, he is a shepherd who stays with us. I love that word, he shall stand and shepherd his flock. The word stand means to stand his ground. Nothing's going to move him. Nothing's going to push him away. Nothing's going to frighten him off. You know, that's one of the things you, you need to know about shepherds is they stayed with their flock. They literally lived with them night and day, hardly ever left them at all. It's, one of, it's, it, it, it's a picture for me of what, what a, a pastoral ministry is about. You know, the word pastor means shepherd. And I'll tell you, one of the things I love about being pastor is you get invited to all the major events in people's lives, from their birth to their baptism to their confirmation to their graduation to their weddings to their birthdays to their graduations to their uh, birth of their children to their retirement on to the day when they die. Well, Jesus, that's even more and more true of Him, isn't it? I, he says, will never leave you nor forsake you. Even those moments when you feel like you're all alone, like God has disappeared, that promise is true. I love, I love the words of Psalm 121. I want to read them here, some of them, because they really describe that ministry of Jesus. He says, He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord, Yahweh, watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. He's the shepherd who stays with us no matter what happens. He's also the shepherd who seeks us. Did you hear Micah say that? That when Jesus came, his brothers would return to join the people of Israel? Why? Because Jesus came looking for him. He's the one who came, isn't he? Who, came to seek and to, to save the lost. He's the one, the shepherd who, who leaves the 99 in the open country and goes and searches for the one lost sheep until he finds it. 
And then when he finds him, he sets it on his shoulders and he carries it home. And there is more joy in heaven over that one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. You see Jesus do this over and over again. There's a story of the synagogue ruler, kind of a powerful man in town, had it all together until his little girl got sick and died. His child died and he comes to Jesus in desperation panic, not knowing what to do. Come, put your hand on her and she will live. And the Bible says Jesus arose that very hour and went with him. And she rose. Or what about blind Bartimaeus in, the, in Jericho, sitting by the side of the road, the crowds in front of him, hearing Jesus was coming. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on him. And the crowds wanted him to be silent. Jesus heard him and he said, call him. He healed the blind man. Or Zacchaeus, the tax collector, the guy that nobody wanted anything to do with. So short he couldn't see Jesus, but he was curious, so he climbed up in that tree and Jesus is going through. And Jesus stops and he looks up into that tree and he says, Zacchaeus, come down, I'm coming to your house today. And he brings with him salvation. Folks, he comes looking for you. Sometimes it may be a friend who calls and says, Hey, how are you doing? Maybe a card that comes from your mom at just the right moment. There have been times as a pastor when I didn't know anything was wrong. I just went to see somebody and they'll say, oh, pastor, I'm so glad you came. The perfect timing. And I'll think, well, it wasn't me. But your shepherd knew. The shepherd. He seeks us. Especially when we wandered off. Especially when we're hurting. Especially when we feel broken. He seeks us to make us whole. Third, Jesus is the shepherd who protects us. Micah writes, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord and the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. and He will be there now, shepherds are pretty tough individuals. They often had to fight to protect their sheep. I want you to listen to David, who had been a shepherd, describe that. He says, when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it. Rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Wow. Folks, your shepherd Jesus came into this world to go to battle for you. He went out into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. And the enemy fled. He went to a cross 
It was crucified not for his sins, but for yours. He rose again the third day, triumphant over sin and death. Because the children share in flesh and blood, he likewise partook of the same. So that by his death, the Bible says, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. And set at liberty all those who were held in slavery by their fear of death. He is the shepherd who stays with us, seeks us, who protects us. Jesus continues his shepherding work today in our congregation. You know, when a lay minister or a deaconess calls you, see how you're doing, that's your shepherd using them. When, when Kathy teaches her Wednesday morning Bible class and September and the teachers teach Sunday school and Bible class and in your small groups, that's your shepherd feeding your faith. When a Stephen minister comes to meet with you and listens to you, that's your shepherd working through them. And when you do that for others, shepherd is working through you to care for people. One of the things I read this week is that the problem with talking about a personal relationship with Jesus is sometimes we mean, think that means a private relationship. And me and Jesus got to handle things. In the faith, there is no me and Jesus. There is only we and Jesus. You may have a personal relationship with Jesus, but you don't have a private one. He intends to help you through you and us through you. Folks, we live in a time of insecurity. In our own lives, we have our own stories, our own worries, our own fears. Do you know what else we have? We have the one who stands with us. And in him, we have each other. No need for worry. No need for fear. We have the Good Shepherd, and His name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which pass will understand keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.